In a recent interview on the ABC, Liberal Senator Amanda Stoker said anti-vaccination sentiments are ill-informed, but work needs to be done to educate sceptics. Heath Goddard, founder and managing director of Pillow Talk, replied with a fairly scathing email. Now, part of that email said, quote, I most certainly qualify as one of those ill-informed members of the community. And I can't think of what you could bring to my attention that could possibly have me wanting anything to do with an injection that most assuredly might kill me. More than likely will alter the construct of my current blood platelets, could give my heart constrictions, a stroke, many other unfortunate conditions leading to my immobilization, probable hospitalization, while having zero efficacy in protecting me from a coronavirus, unquote. Heath Goddard, thank you so much for joining us. And what made you write that email? And have you had a reply back yet? Mike, I um, suppose in sheer frustration from information that I have, which is quite contrarian to the dogma being foisted upon Australia and the world at large. And I just thought we just can't stay here quietly and allow enormous amounts of misinformation to be foisted upon the Australian public and the world at large. So I thought, heaven forbid, here's a senior person in the Australian government um, making a statement, which I am seriously at odds with, obviously. So why not say something about it? Because if everyone just stands around like mute sheep, we're all going to go down the chute together. And regrettably, no, uh, I haven't heard back from Senator Stoker at this time on Tuesday. Are our governments and their agencies acting in our health interest? Well, you, you'd have to say not, because like many, many people who aren't being heard, I've read, I've heard, I've seen so much, which is just not what we're being told so the agencies, and I don't know which, which agency we might be referring to or who their advisors might be. I have my, my um, beliefs on who they are. But the information that's being foisted on the public without any debate, it's just you will do this and you will do that and you will trust us. Well, unfortunately, I see too many damaged people. There's hundreds of thousands of damaged people some of them are no longer damaged, they're dead. Now, all this is happening and it's being swept aside and not being brought to the attention of people that are being asked to take an injection, which I wouldn't touch and I will not touch it. And I'll be maybe the only person in the world who won't have one. I can't imagine I'll be the only person because I do know there's a lot of sensible people that are doing their own research and making a decision to say, no, I don't want to be doing that when I'm aware of the uh, dangers that are being made. So, look, the architects of the advice, which are different people, different government spokespersons, whatever, no, they're not doing the right thing, in my opinion, of what's out there and, and, and the damage that can be caused. Why do you think there's so little debate in Parliament, I mean, and the media, the law, uh, science and so on, in the face of draconian policies and restrictions? <laughs> um, we can have all sorts of who's in charge of what. I was talking to one person last year when I first became agitated about this whole um, sh shambolic mess, 
and the gentleman had been heavily involved in politics and everything else and, and media and what and he said look I can't help you just follow the money now surely it's not money that's driving this but I really don't have a um, de definitive answer for you on that particular query what I'm seeing is um, well it's almost a madness to come up with a rational decision as to what we have to do to get people, what would you say, vaccinated. I don't use the word vaccination, I use the word injected because I'm well aware that this particular um, product is not a vaccine. It's not, it, it has never been tested, it, it's had no rational testing and I would have thought if, um, with my experience in a small way with, with various government agencies, the TGA should have and would have under previous circumstances not allowed it to be foisted upon the Australian public, but that's all disappeared. I don't know why, cannot for the life of me understand why it's being rushed and foisted on people with no proper trial. It's, it, it's madness and I can't, I can't um, accept it. Lockdown tends to be the, uh, the, 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 the deed or the word they use a lot, uh, whether it's state or federal in fact. Um, lockdowns, you know, science says they don't work. Uh, what about business lockdowns? How have they affected, say, your sector and business generally, maybe oh. in the short and long term? Um, where, they, where they're put in place for lengthy periods of time, it's just Armageddon. There's no, no two ways about it. And probably I'm shouting and yelling as I am at the moment about the stupidity of it all because I'm... You know, I'm concerned about all the businesses in Sydney and Melbourne. They're being destroyed for no purpose. I mean, I, I've read enough with regard, say, California and Florida, two large states in America, one lockdown, one not. The effects on enterprise in California, appalling, unemployment, you name it. In Florida, no, they stayed open. Um, the irrational con um, you know, commentary on people aged while they're dying, no difference in terms of um, percentages and things like that. It, the evidence is all there for people to go and see and read. For heaven's sake, I'm astounded at the lack of um, inquisition by our journalists. It, there's just none. And yet the evidence is plain to see. In terms of our business, I can give you an instance where we had a, we've had a new store in South Australia. It was trading quite normally. We had a lockdown. Next day, it was 97% down. Now, no business can put up with that and be around in, you know, four or five months' time. And when these things happen, it must just be, uh, you know, horrendous for companies or smaller businesses in, 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 in situations in Sydney and Melbourne. It's, it, it, it's beyond belief that our government or any member of a government would contemplate such irrational behaviour. Why are so few business leaders um, not speaking out? I mean, are they in agreement with anti-business policies? I mean, I look at um, Alan Joyce and a few of these, they're very large businesses, of course, but mm. they seem to be uh, almost the, uh, the, the megaphone or the, uh, the agent for, for government to uh, jab everybody, whether you're alive or not. Look, I, I, I've thought about this for quite a while. I actually don't think any of them know the history and the facts that I'm aware of. I just don't think they've got a clue. And therefore, they are being 
coerced by media, by government instruction, and they may well, for all I know, think they're making the right the right utterances. I couldn't disagree with them more, and I'd be delighted if I could sit down with 20, 30, 40, or 50 of them. I'm not a big enough entrepreneur to be, you know, included in such uh, discussions. I've certainly done my very best to inform the few parliamentarians that I know, hence my letter to Senator Stoker. I, I had a meeting with her some time ago, and I thought, well, she didn't disagree with some of the things I said, hence my you know, astonishment when I read that um, little piece in The Australian a few few days ago. Now, I, I would welcome any opportunity to sit down and talk to anyone at all with regards to information that I have. It's totally at odds, 180 degree variant to what we're being told. It's rubbish. And that's a shame. Um, people are being misled and they're not being given decent quality information for them to make a sound decision about their own health. Madness. Do you think the decision with business is basically about business? And they're saying, okay, we're looking at the the push by uh, the health authorities or government, uh, media, big pharma, in saying vaccines are great. So they're thinking, okay, look at Alan Joyce, for example. I understand where he's coming from. Without people, he ain't got an airline. So therefore he says, I'll tow the line I'll get as many, they're saying they're going to have 80% or 90% vaccinated. That's better than having no one. So they say, to stay afloat, to stay in business, I've got to then make sure I have a business. Maybe that's the excuse, but is it really an excuse? Well, I'd be the exact opposite on that Mm. philosophy of I want to just open and trade at the expense of the health of my staff or my consumer. No, I don't want that at all. I, I'm, I'm completely opposed to that type of logic. I, I know that in many instances, um, I'd be possibly threatening my people if I were to uh, you know, adopt that you know, thought process. I mm. certainly do not adopt it and I won't be doing it. Governments and many in the media are demonising unvaccinated citizens. Is this healthy or responsible? or just sheer lunacy and, and the great divide? Yeah, I can't, you know, even remotely contemplate why a person who has a lot of information, as I do, would even contemplate wanting to be vaccinated or injected by a, a serum that has got no efficacy whatsoever in controlling the um, coronavirus. It, it doesn't, can't and won't work doesn't and there's ample evidence I, I saw some numbers the other day on Israel where they've got about a 90% vaccinated rate and the double vaccinated were recontracting uh, the second wave of the virus as it moves around now I happen to be a proponent of the viruses travel through the air hence my comment to um, Amanda Stoker in my note to her that if the virus turns up in your neighborhood being in lockdown or anything else ain't going to save you from it. Um, now, the whole mess that's out there, just there's evidence of plenty that says it won't do anything for you and, and, and don't do it. That's, that's all I can, I can just keep repeating it. And that the fact that there is no constructive discussion about the whole thing other than the mantra, get mm. jabbed, 
No, it's appalling. Businesses and frontline services are forcing vaccines on their employees. What effects will we see? Oh, Lord only knows. Um, There's enough evidence to say that we shouldn't be doing it. And I couldn't think of anything worse if I were to... Well, I won't do it, so it won't happen in my company. But if people are taking the vaccine or the injection... Um, under coercion from employers, that's that's wrong because I think people, they A, need proper advice, coercion, which I've heard uh, the Prime Minister Morrison make, uh, you know, announcements to the effect that we are not allowed to coerce people. Well, that's exactly what we are doing by saying if you don't get an injection, you're going to lose your job or we will not do this or you can't go into a shopping centre. No, that's that's complete rubbish. I don't think it's contestable in court, by the way. Mm. I, I feel there will be massive ramifications, massive court cases, and a lot of other is- issues will flow from very, very poor decision-making from our elected leaders. It's just, it's going to happen, and it shouldn't be happening right now, and I would not recommend any business person to do so, even though some are saying it. You've been around for a little while. Um, that's our secret. But it's obvious. <laughs> but um, have you have you seen such poor government and and, and governance uh, in your life? Well, I could probably go back through a few a few particular governments, but I, I don't think I. No, you could not possibly have seen something as dangerous and as ill-informed and as ill-conceived as we are currently experiencing. And it's at every level. Now, I've spoken to different members of parliament here and there, and there are some that are vehemently opposed to what's being done. And I'll call them the good guys, because I think the rest of them are honestly doing something either they are totally ill-informed or, B, there's another uh, agenda, the likes of which I cannot possibly comprehend, that is being played out before our very eyes in 2021. I, I, I'm seriously at wit's end as to what to do and how to do it, hence your kind invitation to make a, a comment on behalf of, I don't know, a small community. I think it's a much larger community than people in Parliament mm. might understand, but I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming your um, chance to say something because if we all just stand around, it's a bit like being in front of a firing squad. If we all just stand there, we'll eventually get flattened, and I'm not part of party to that, I'm sorry. Government. There's, there's what, how many, we've got all the state governments, we've got the federal government. Um, what advice would you give them to earn back some of the trust that they've uh, trashed? Oh, heavens. Um, well, for a starter, open, open a debate and call for some people who I know, and I'm happy to put, them, put my hand up and say these people have got a, a, an opposite point of view. Allow them to speak in an open forum That'd be a very good starting point. Mm. I did notice something in... in it was, I, I, I have to tell you, I've stopped buying The Australian. I used to be quite a, an avid reader of it. I'm so disappointed in it now, I cannot even think about buying one of them. But an article was put in front of me just the other day where Professor Peter Doherty invited people to come forward and he would be happy to hear their alternative reasons as to why they shouldn't be taking the injection they should be uh, arguing and why and why they have the argument not to do it now 
I don't know whether that's going to go forward, but I, I certainly hope it does. And I, I'm aware of people who put 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 um, information forward to contravene the current information that's only being presented to the public here in Australia. The medical fraternity, the scientific fraternity or the elite in this country, they know that synthetic immunity is way behind natural immunity. Why are they pushing the synthetic immunity? Is it about health or is it about something else? I could be rude enough to say it might be to do with there's financial incentive and support um, available to those that want to run that agenda. And a lot of the uh, funding comes from the giant pharmaceutical industries and talking out or speaking against it might contravene the flow of cash and therefore we better all shut up and do as we're, as we're being bidded to do. Um, I'm not in that league. I'm not someone who's ardently chasing anything other than decency for people to be informed. That's what I'm on about and that's why I'm having a chat to you. Whether it has any, any merit, Lord only knows. How long can business though go for under these lockdowns is when I mean, we see around the edges now and it's really starting to eat in that the businesses are just folding if this these lockdowns continue and they're saying they're still going to continue next year the the forecast for business in australia from retail to other services is fairly grim isn't it well i can't, I can't imagine I, I i was talking to the reserve bank not long before um i came on to speak with you and my observation from our company would be maybe three or four months if we had a complete lockdown. I don't think we could last that long, but I'll, I'll put that out there. And this is a company that's been going since, oh, heavens, 1977, mm -hmm. um, where I think we're well received in the community. We do our best to be honest and follow a, a, a form of integrity of, of, of uh, service. Um, but I, I, you know, when we go back to the start of this whole mayhem, our company didn't take a penny of JobKeeper. We didn't withhold an, a cent of rent from our landlords. And we had to manage on our own. And we did a lot of 3 a.m. starts with our executive team just to cope. Now, if we were totally locked down, I don't think we could last two or three months. You have a certain amount of cash reserve in your wallet, so to speak. But after that, it's gone. Um, you're finished. And, and I do talk to the head of the National Retail Association, a lady by the name of Dominic Lamb, and she was observing to me oh, about two weeks ago the complete and utter devastation of enterprises in Sydney and Melbourne City Centre, etc. They're buggered. Mm. Um, will they come back? No, I don't think they will. And it, it, it's it's appalling, and yet I don't seem to think that any of our elected leaders have any comprehension of the pain, the mayhem, the social dislocation of families. It's wrong, and it, it doesn't bloody work. That's mm. even worse. Mm. The heathometer, which we have here, it's a brand new machine. Oh. You knew nothing about the heathometer. Uh, and what it does, it gauges the... Um, the, the effectiveness or the efficacy of governments. Uh, looking, we'll do two, we'll do three here because uh, you national business. We'll do one for uh, Queensland because it's a lovely place to do to kickstart the heathometer. Um, how is the government doing out of ten? Ten, ten being really good and one being uh oh, 
So out of 10, with the heathometer, what about the Queensland government? Well, 1.5. Mm, generous. What about in Victoria with the, um, the, uh, the new Chinese state there called uh, Victoria? Minus 200. Minus 200. And we, we talk about federally under uh, Scott. How is the federal government doing? It would be a negative. Fantastic. Uh, and, and good, good to see you're very generous with Queensland. One well, point, I, one point I, I have to be generous, not because I'm in favour of what's been done, mm. but if I might be so bold as to comment on the fact that, quite frankly, Queensland as a state, and I'm going back to origins of, of virus, etc., etc. here, we haven't had anything, because I could probably tell you, quite frankly, that I've saved Queensland from three tsunamis and four volcanoes in the last 18 months as well, mm. because they weren't here either. So we haven't saved ourselves from anything. Um, I don't rate the um, health, health chief health officers anywhere in this nation. I think they're a, a, a dreadful uh, introduction. And the various premiers and whatever else have succumbed to hiding behind a chief health minister without having the gumption or leadership skill to say this is what's going on. I would also say, Mike, if I may, that I don't think any of the premiers have a clue as to origin of virus, management of virus. The TGA have um, taken away from people who know that the um, things such as ivermectin in conjunction with other um, tablets or whatever, are very effective at shooing the um, effects of a coronavirus away from people, The looking after the comorbids in um, nursing homes, etc. None, none of it's been done, and the whole thing has been a fiasco, but poor old Queenslanders, nothing's happened here because nothing could happen here. We were, With the slightest provocation, we would have been locked down, and I wouldn't be talking to you because I'd be probably out under a mulga tree somewhere in western Queensland eating bark. I'm not doing that today, but I may well have to get there should we be locked down. Let me know where you are, because apparently your bark is worse than your bite. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, now, if somebody has a headache and they're thinking, well, I need a good pillow or some good sleeping equipment or whatever, um, would you know of any place they could perhaps purchase these and how would they find out where to get these? No, I wouldn't know because I'm not very talented with our uh, e-commerce structure or anything else to that event. Um, I was talking to a, a gentleman this morning and he was waxing lyrical about his pillow he'd slept on somewhere and he said, I went into a dares and bought one. I thought, that's a bit unkind talking to me, but never mind. I didn't, I didn't um, take out a revolver and do him in there and then. But that aside, no, I, I, I'm not here to promote myself. I have to tell you that I'm here as someone who knows what the hell's going on and is totally distressed that our governments, our, our uh, media, uh, journalists, there's not one standing up other than your, your good self um, questioning what the heck's going wrong. I'm, I'm here not for, not for my company. My company will survive if I'm allowed to stay open. That's all I do know. Mm -hmm. How well we survive is another matter. But so far, we're able to pay the majority of our people. We're still meeting our commitments to our landlords and our suppliers. And we're very grateful that we're able to do that. Um, I won't give a self-promotion. It's not in my nature. And I'm not also not much good at it. So I'll leave that question alone. Mm -hmm. but I'm, 
But if we look down, if we, around the ridges. If we look down just below us, there it is. So anyway, so we're, oh. we're very naughty, but we'll sleep on that one. Uh, <laughs> very Heath, good, thank you. Heath Goddard, thank you very much for your time. My, my pleasure, and I hope something positive comes of it. All the best. Cheers.